This is episode 31, The Importance of Authenticity in Course Design, with Dr. Kevin Maples. Hello and welcome to the Online Course Coaching Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. I'm Tim Cooper, and I coach experts in all fields who want to expand their reach, share their knowledge, message, and passion, and inspire people to live more fulfilling lives. For over 30 years, I have taught in the workplace, workshops, in the classroom, and online. And if you have a message burning inside you that needs to get out into the world, contact me today. In this episode, I talk with Dr. Kevin Maples about the importance of being authentic in your course design and in your promotion. And why is this topic so important? Well, I don't know about you, but no doubt you have done a course and you've walked away from that being very disappointed that you felt, well, that course just really didn't deliver. Or you go into a course only to find out that you know more about the topic than the person who is delivering the content. And even though that person presenting the course was putting themselves up as being an expert and maybe sort of reaching beyond their knowledge. So it's important that when we are creating information for other people's consumption, that we are authentic, we are true to ourselves, and we are also true to those who are going to be doing our courses. So they're actually going to get some value from it. But hang around to the end because we're not just going to be talking about authenticity. That That is obviously the main topic of this particular episode. But we're also going to go off and we're going to be talking about things like topic selection and course design, talking about different types of equipment, camera equipment, microphones, lighting, all sorts of things. So heaps and heaps of tips and tricks as well as the main topic on authenticity. So please hang around to the end. Now, look, I really need your help. I'm in the process of doing some research for some more resources for you and to make sure that I am providing you with what you need the most. I have got this research survey going. And my question is, what is your number one challenge when it comes to either creating or promoting your online course? So if you'd be so kind and pop over to ecoursedomination.com forward slash survey, that's ecoursedomination.com forward slash survey. Look, it's only a quick four or five question survey. It's going to take you less than three minutes, but the information that you will give me from that will really, really help me help you. Now, the other thing that I am offering are free 20-minute consults. So if you've got a question, if you're stuck, now you, you might just be stuck getting started. You might be stuck on topic selection, course design, curriculum design, marketing, whatever. If you've got a question and you're just stuck on and you want a, a really quick push-up over that, over that bump, then I'm offering free, no obligation, no strings attached, coaching sessions. I promise I'm not going to try to sell you anything. I'm just going to talk to you about your particular problem for 20 minutes and point you in the direction of a solution. No strings attached, just here to help you. Now, if you want to take advantage of one of these free consultations, like my time is also limited, so I don't offer a lot of sessions a week, but go to my website at ecoursedomination.com 
and on the right-hand side you'll see a yellow box. Well, it depends, like if you're on a mobile, it might be down the bottom, but scroll down and you will see a yellow box saying one-to-one coaching. Fill in, fill in the information there and reserve your spot and we'll organize a Skype call to get you on your way. Now, these input boxes, they can take you know, up to you know, 30 seconds to load. So if you don't see it initially, please wait, but it will appear there and just put your information in and reserve your spot today. Let's get you moving. Now, we say this at the beginning of every show, and I'm going to say it again. If you have a question, if there is a particular topic, if there is somebody you want me to interview, or if you believe that you have something to share, something of value for the listeners, please contact me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com, and we'll get all that organized for you. Now, as always, the show notes for this episode will be found at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 31. That's the numbers 3 and 1, ecoursedomination.com forward slash 31. But please hang around to the end because, as I said, we're going to be sharing a lot of information, tips and tricks, and, of course, there will be course coupon specials and everything else for you shared at the end. So without any further ado, here's the interview. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Coaching Podcast. And today I'm joined by Dr. Kevin Maples, who's a online course instructor, and he's very knowledgeable in the art of photography. And he's been making some some cash with uh, sports photography for the last 14 years. And he's also a, uh, a scholar and a few other things as well. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, no, it's great to have you have you here because as we'll, as we'll get in as the show goes further along, is that you know, Kevin has actually been a big help to me. He's sort of been a little bit behind the scenes for me. So when I put a new course out, Kevin goes through it and he gives me some tips and tricks on my camera setup and that sort of stuff, which has been very helpful and, and very insightful. So we'll actually go through that as well. So now I can actually thank you in person for all that help you've been giving me, Kevin. Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about authenticity. But before we get into that, Kevin, just want to bring us up to speed with a bit of your background. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I really love teaching in general, and so I'm new to Udemy. This is the first uh, course that I've taught on there. It's the course on sports photography. And there's a lot of things I could teach. I, I do. I have four degrees. One of them is a research doctorate. And I got another research master's, you know, and things unrelated to photography. Um, but when I started looking at Udemy, I really, I just took some courses and I just really had a great experience and I loved it. And I thought, wow, you know, I could do this. And so I started thinking about things that uh, people might want to know. And uh, I'm not sure that they really want to know some of the academic things that I've done. So I thought about some of the practical and I did photography for several years and uh, different types of photography. But my favorite is sports. I really enjoy that and uh, had the opportunity to be team photographer for an American football team, uh, n- not soccer. Like they call football around the rest of the world, but American football for several years and really just enjoyed that and fell in love with it. And one of the things that I really love about sports photography is uh, getting a, a great shot of a young person and seeing them just be excited about it. I mean, there's just there's a lot of joy in that. So I really, I really enjoy doing that. So, so I just taught my first course. It's been up for a month now, and uh, it's going pretty well. 
Awesome. And yes, I've got a bit of a, a common background there too, because I spent about 11 years in elite sport uh, doing it. Well, I suppose it, in, in the States, you call us athletic trainers. Over here, we call them sports trainers, but same sort of thing. So I've, the guy sort of straps and and massages and runs out with uh, with the band-aids when they hurt themselves. And, yeah, in, yeah. And, and, and in Australia, we would call American football gridiron. We call okay. soccer soccer. Um, and because over here, our footy is normally either referred to as rugby league or Australian rules football. So, yeah, we, we've got the same sort of naming naming issues here as well. Okay, so let's so let, let's go get on with the actual topic that we're going to be discussing today, and that's that's uh, authenticity, both in the creation of your course and also then in obviously the the, the publishing and, and the promotion. So, do you want to lead us in on that topic? Yeah, um, you know, we think about authenticity. I, I think when you perhaps are thinking about your first experience teaching or creating a course, I think most people think, you know, what could I do to, t- to teach a course? I know several people I told I was teaching this course online, and, you know, the first response that I got when they understood how it worked, they said, well, I, I couldn't teach anything. And I said, well, well yeah, you could. You know, you there's and this go through some of their hobbies and different things. And, of course, they don't realize that they have skills to teach because, for example, this one person I talked to is, is a hobby gardener on a very serious level. And uh, uh, I said, you know, you could teach gardening. And, of course, they said, no, I couldn't. And the reason why they were thinking this is is because they envision themselves teaching other expert master gardeners. And they said, hey, what could I teach that they would possibly want to know? And I said, no, no, you're thinking about the wrong the wrong audience. I said, there's tons of people that know absolutely nothing about gardening and they need somebody to take them from step one through to where you are. So you, there's definitely things you can teach. And I say that as a lead in because I think some people face a temptation to like oversell themselves because they think, well, I don't really have anything I could teach, you know. And so when they come up with a topic, then they try to present themselves as though they're the end all be all master, uh, you know, uh, and. I, I don't think that you have to be making $20,000 a month on Udemy to be a legitimate uh, course creation knowledge person that you can share. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so some, sometimes I think people try to inflate their credentials and, and different things. And the problem is, is it's just like padding a resume. It, it works fine to get your foot in the door, but then you're probably going to get fired because you can't do the job. And I think that's what, what I've seen with people who have had a lot of success on Udemy is they have multiple classes or courses, if you will. And so they get a following and people keep taking different courses. And the only way that people are going to continue to take different courses is if uh, your first course was good. And so if you, if you oversell it and you're totally inauthentic about who you are, then uh, people are, people are not going to be sold on your skills. They're not going to be, willing to buy other courses if they think that you're just not who you really present yourself to be. Hmm. And I, I think I, that, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. Yeah. So, and I, I think it's important for people to just have some confidence about themselves. I, I think that many times people get caught in a lie with work or, you know, in a lie in sales or whatever that was really unnecessary. In fact, perhaps if they had been um, honest, it might even been better than what they tried to do. Uh, I've got a friend that owns a computer uh, business and he was, he was trying to sell a job to do a, a multi-site network. And so this attorney uh, told him exactly what he wanted to do. He had his different offices and he wants these computers to be set up a certain way and everything. 
And so um, he said to my friend, he said, can you do that? He said, do you know how to do that? He said, no, I don't. He said, but uh, but I've got good contractors and, you know, I, I can get I, I can know how to do this part and this part. And I'll get some good contractors to do that other part. And we'll, we'll figure it out. And uh, the guy hired him. He said he said, well, he said, you're hired because he said, you're the first person that admitted they could. He said, I knew nobody could do all those different areas. He said, you're the first person that admitted it and was honest. And so, you know, sometimes being authentic is so much more effective than trying to you know, oversell yourself. Mm. I think it's it's all got to do with you no know, with connection and 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 you and you did right. You will get you you will, will get found out if you present yourself as something other than what you're not. You no, you, you may not be found out this week or next week, but it will you will become undone. And and you're dead right. You no, you're only as good as your last course. And the only way that yeah. you're going to 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 make money uh, to 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 generate a stable and consistent residual income is through constant course sales and, and, and by always generating more courses and more courses. So if, if you, if you're not, you know, presenting the information, so, so, so if the, if, if the contents don't match the label, then there's a few things that are going to happen, isn't it? Like, like, like people, they're going to firstly leave you a very bad review. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, and that's going to, no, stick with you forever, uh, and 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 secondly, they're not going to to purchase any of your future courses. So, well, they may ask for a refund as well, and so you correct. may even lose that sale. Yeah, so yeah. so you lose the sale. You get a you get now you get a one star review, and and for what? And Kevin, like no, you in 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 that sort of lead in, you, you've mentioned so many so many gems, and we now we we talk about when when we know something. We just take it for granted. We just assume that everybody else is on the same level, and that you no, know, we've we've got to take it probably from our level up, and and that's what you're saying. So then we right, sort of oversell right. ourselves and 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 whatever else. And what we've got to understand is that there are, are people out there without a clue, right? Excuse me. They they've just identified their problem, and they and they don't know the next step. And you think, but how could that be? There's there's so much information on the internet. No, there's so much there. Well, I'm I'm just going through doing some you know, some research now, on on like like people's biggest problems when they're creating online courses, and it's it's always a common like like there's there's probably three things that come up all the time. One, getting started. Two is technology, so how to use the software, how to use equipment, and three is marketing, right? Common, 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 and there's thousands and thousands of these questions out there. So, regardless of what information is already out there, obviously, it's it's not meeting the need of the consumer, or they're not, or, or they're not finding. It. They can't find the information. Well, see, I think this is part of the problem. There's so much information out there now that we're flooded with information, and it's time consuming to sift through it. So, there, uh, for example, I mean, I'll be totally honest. In my sports photography course. There's nothing that you cannot find for free somewhere on the Internet. You can find some YouTube video or somebody. But the deal is, uh, in my course, it's all organized and packaged together in one place from from point A to point B. So you don't have to look for anything. It's it's all together. It's organized. And I think there's there's tremendous value in that. And so uh, people will say, well, you know, everything that I want to do is on YouTube. Well, that's true. But try looking for it. And you'll find, you know, you got to go through all these different videos of varying quality 
and, you know, different people, they start at different places. And so trying to, to, you know, accumulate all the information that you need is, is a task. And so when you put together a course, then you, you really provided value because you put all this together in one place. And the other thing is you can't interact with people. Uh, there might be somebody that would respond to a question on a YouTube video. I don't know. But when you're in a course, you can interact with a professor and you can, or the teacher, you know, and you can, uh, you can ask questions. That's another great value of course, you know, Mm, absolutely. And, and some, once again, you're coming down to another key aspect that a lot of people don't don't understand, and, and, and that is the power of curation. You know, mm-hmm. there is there is there is so much information. Like even I could, I could look at you know, the information that's on my website through all these podcasts and I could put it into a book or a course and call it the definitive guide to online course creation. And it would sell because it is all in one place and it's, it's been organized because obviously the podcast episodes aren't in any sort of logical order from, from start to finish. They you know they jump all around the place regard, you know, depending on who the guest is. So to actually put that into a, an order, into a logical sequence and then to, 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 to in, incorporate tasks and activities, quizzes and engagement activity. And then once again, as you're saying, actually connecting with and talking with the, the students and then even bring them on to things like Blab. And then saying like at the end of this, this interview, we're going to open up that seat and people can, can jump in and ask questions in live time. And that's, that's what you don't get anywhere else. So right. yeah, people, people, people think, Oh, you know, they go on and, and they look for a, a subject and they think oh, there's already a hundred courses out there. So what? And that's probably a good thing because that means there's you no, know, there's, there's money. Well, it's, it's an indication that is interest there. Like if there's, you go out there, yeah, like, like, like if you go out there and you, and you search for a topic and there's nothing there and you think, Oh, Eureka, I found, I found something that nobody has ever touched and, and I'm going to make a million dollars. Well, the, the chances are the reason why there's no information there is because research has shown there's no, there's no market there. So competition is good, but you've just probably got to look at positioning yourself and look for what is missing. I, I'm, I'm doing, a course by Evan Pagan at the moment, and it's it's, it's about creating di- you know, di- digital products, and it's 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 full on. It's probably a little bit more than a, than a Udemy course, but it it goes into the fact that you no, know, what is a niche, and, and and people think they've actually got to go out and find a niche, and even says no, you actually have to fill a niche. A niche is is a gap. A niche is a is a is is a void in the market. So it's it, it's it's a it's a place where the information isn't, and that's and that's what you want to fill. So it's it, it's finding a need and addressing a need and and filling that niche. And there's ways to to research to to find what isn't being covered. So there might be a hundred courses on that subject, but you can you can guarantee that there's a that there's a part of that topic that isn't covered well or at all that you can actually cover. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so what? How how are you going to uh, ensure authenticity in your course creation? Uh, that, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, so so here's here's something you maybe you could ask yourself: if uh, if I show this to the people that know me best, are, are they going to be impressed or are they going to laugh at me and say? Uh, uh, I, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you're capable of that. Uh, that that's, that's the question maybe to keep yourself honest as you're uh, thinking through. Um, we got a question there. 
Yeah, now that's 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 from Roy, and I say hello, Roy. It's been a long time no see. And Roy, yes, you are exactly right. You, you you've got to be solving well. Firstly, for whom? So yeah, you, you you've got to identify your avatar or your market, and you and, and you've got to be crystal clear and focused on your market, and then saying what is their problem? What am I solving? What am I take? What pain am I taking away? That yeah, that's absolutely perfect. That, that, that that's correct, Roy. And, you know, when you think about the market, uh, one of the things that I, I think we're seeing here, when we're talking about wide course creation. And car, obviously, this is pretty new in the last few years. It's really just exploded and taken off. Uh, we've become very much video driven. And I don't really know if it's because of uh, smartphones, because everybody has instant access to uh, uh, video. And now most most people have data streaming fast enough that, that you can handle videos. But but you think about this. Uh, one of the studies I saw said that, that YouTube is now the uh, second most used search engine, second only to Google. And we're not talking about just looking for videos, just looking for anything, period. Search engine, second most used, YouTube. And so what does that say? This is that people like receiving information by video. In, in other words, they like a, a real person uh, explaining things to them as opposed to reading a book. And whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But there's a definite market to produce this information in a different medium. And the other thing that the Internet has done is uh, we are so used to having access to people now. I mean, think about this. Uh, you can send a, a message on Twitter to, to anybody in the world. And I'm amazed sometimes at how many people who are, you know, very uh, successful, very busy people who normally before you would have never thought you'd have access to. You send them a message and they'll message you back. And so we, we've become used to having access to people. And that's one of the things that, of course, does it brings together, first of all, this medium of video and uh, people being able to watch explanations versus reading. And so it brings together this medium and then it brings together this access to a person, a real life person that you can ask questions. And so uh, what I'm saying is, is that these two things have really created a niche or a niche, as you say. I don't know mm. which one it is. Yeah. Well, nor do I. I'm. I'm uh, I don't know. I'm <laughs> well, now when you spell it, it it probably is niche. But uh, the English and the and the Australians like to say niche. You know, so tomato, tomato. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and and it's saying and, and people saying here, um, like saying JD says that she watches videos because she can't read too well, and we all have our preferred learning. Like I know, I got. Uh, when I was in another VIP uh, group, I was in a, an internet marketing group with a guy called Alex Jeffries and created this product and I, and I put it to the group for for review and this one bloke came back and he absolutely slammed me and it was because it was about an hour and a half of uh, of interviews with you know with industry experts and everything else and it had it it even had the uh, you know, the full transcript so and it had the audio so I, I I thought I had it all covered I had the video I had the audio and I had the transcript and this bloke turned back and says I don't have time to go through an hour and a half I just want a cheat sheet just put it all all on one piece of paper and just go point 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 and then that's all I want I don't I don't have time for that rubbish and I'm going whoa <laughs> okay so you know it's it's an insight into and 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 and, that, and that's neither right nor wrong that's just right. the way that they prefer to learn so you know we all we've we've got to cater for that and i think that when we are designing our our, our coursework we've got to take all those those learning styles into consideration so and they provide an audio that they can put on their on their phone and, and, and listen to when they drive provide a transcript or some sort of written material and and provide 
cheat sheets and and info sheets and that sort of stuff as well. Quick quick reference guides to just just to cater for all those different uh, mediums. Now, not 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 everybody is going to use all those resources, right. but at least they're there. Right. And and uh, okay, let's 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 talk about promotion, Kevin. So so we're talking we're still talking about authenticity. I think the most important thing is when it comes to promotion. How are you going to promote your your course to your audience? when you're not perceived expert um so i so i think you gotta you gotta know your audience so for for example here's what i'm trying to do to promote my course uh some of the things i, I have a blog where i blog about photography and that's imageupskill.com and so uh i've got a twitter account it's imageupskill twitter account i'm on right now so i try to think about well, who can i connect with well yeah uh, if i search for photography then what happens is I find a bunch of photographers on Twitter and they probably, they're not going to learn anything from my course. You know, I'm a semi-pro photographer. I do photography on the side. My course is basic photography. So, so that's not the, so that's not the market. And, and so that, you know, that's what I realized early on. I said, well, you know, I got the wrong group here, the wrong audience. I, I need to find people who uh, know nothing about photography and want to learn. So, um, so, you know, one of the things that I did is I, I went to uh, different websites and uh, Twitter uh, accounts that were teaching basic photography. And I started following those people that were following those accounts. I said, hey, you know, if they're interested in these basic photography tips, they would be interested in my, my course. And so uh, so I've tried to be careful, you know, not to present myself as a photographer for photographers, but as, a, you know, as, a, as a, a coach and a helper for people who want to be photographers. And so that's the audience I'm trying to connect with. And so I think it's important for people to also understand um, you don't have to be at, at point five in order to help somebody who's at point one go to point two. You just got to be at point two yourself already. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so uh, anybody that is learning how to use a DSLR for the first time, or maybe they do hobby photography or they're enthusiasts, but they never done action uh, that, that I can, I can help those people. And so that's my market. Mm -hmm. And so I can be authentic without trying to present myself as though you know, I have some big photography studio in, in downtown Atlanta or something. Uh, you know, I, I can just simply present myself as somebody who loves photography, enjoys doing it, has been doing it for a long time, makes money at it, and I, and I can help them get to where I am. And so, you know, one of the things in proof, like uh, my promo video for my course, I, I show one picture after another, just in a slideshow, as I'm talking about, you know, what the course includes. And all those pictures are pictures that I've taken. They're all sports action shots. And the hope is, is that, that people will look at those photos and they'll say, oh, you know, I don't really know how to take photos like that. And so then they'll say, you know, obviously this guy has something to teach me. And so, mm. so that way, you know, I can be authentic. Uh, you know, I share uh, photos on my blog. I share photos on Twitter that I've taken. And same thing, I hope people see those and they say, you know, uh, obviously this guy has some skill. And so, so that's the way you can authentically interact with your target audience without overselling yourself or being dishonest in, in any way. Mm. And I said, and, and, and it's a great course too. I can, I can say that from you, an authentic, uh, authentic point of view, because I've actually watched it. gone yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and, and that's the thing too, is when, is, 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 is when you are promoting or recommending a, a resource or a course, it, it's always good that you've actually looked at it and gone through it and that you actually believe yourself. There is value that you are actually 
you know, passing on value to others. And, and, and that's, and that is definitely the case with, with your course. And, and what I like about, about your course is like, I went to that course knowing absolutely nothing about a DSLR camera and, uh, I'm learning about apertures and all sorts of stuff. And, oh, that's how you get it all sort of blurry in the background. I like that. And then, but you also show people how to start off very affordably. And, and, and that's sort of like a big thing. Like, cause you know, I look at a camera and they're saying, I'm looking at a camera to because at the moment I shoot all my videos, all my course videos off my off my phone, as you know, and I I am looking at going to a proper video camera, and I don't know whether I'm going to go for like a, a video video camera, or whether I'm going to go for a DSLR camera with video capabilities. But either way, like you now you're coming up to the thousand dollar mark or beyond if right. you if, if you're looking for a for a DSLR camera with good video like like you know, with good video functionality so but what and and, and that's and that's cost inhibitive at the moment there's there's things i'm spending my money on mm. but what you did in your course is is you said look this isn't the latest and the greatest but it's what i use and it will do the job and you 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 gave them an affordable entry point which i thought was you know, brilliant as as well as a, a very in-depth but easy to follow like, like i said for somebody who's got absolutely no idea about a, you know, the front end of a camera from the back end of a camera you gave a very you know, clear and concise and easy to follow tutorial but also gave an, a, an, an affordable entry point which yeah was fantastic yeah 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 uh, and it's a little off topic we can talk later about some uh, cheaper options for you on the dslr video but uh, yeah hmm, cool yeah, because that's that, that's definitely on my on my agenda. And uh, coming back to to topics to teach and 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 being authentic and saying because that's another question that comes up. Like when I'm doing all my research, people say I don't I don't believe I have anything that people want to know. And I think the first thing is that if if you can't identify something yourself, ask ask a family or friend member, and and you'll be surprised because our greatest skills and talents are just that our greatest skills and talents and they come totally naturally to, to us and we don't we don't even appreciate the skills that we have because we just do it yeah, yeah but other people but other people appreciate what we do so to so to identify and and another thing that you can do is a is a classic it's, it's done all the time and it's called learn apply teach so go learn a new skill apply it yourself put it put it into action get a result and then go teach it and then and then as kevin said you don't have to be at at point five, you've you and you just have to be a, a little bit further along the track. And people, I said, like people will prefer to learn from you because you've just gone through it. So, so you're current, and you have just overcome that hurdle that they're sort of sitting at now. And so you can say, well, yeah, I, I had exactly the same thing two weeks ago, and this, this is how I you know, got over that hurdle to get to the next step. So, learn, apply, teach. And sometimes it's just the simplest things. Like I was talking to somebody in a in a podcast interview the other week, and his first course on Udemy was how to make the perfect omelette. For goodness' sake, so basic basic life skills. I said what you've got to appreciate is that people don't necessarily no people aren't where you're at. Yeah, there's and, there's a you know there's a lady on Udemy, and I don't remember her name. You probably don't remember, but uh, she's made twenty five thousand dollars her first year teaching people how to bake bread. And uh, yeah, sourdough bread. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, who, who knew there was such a market for that? But yeah, you know, and I think the learn, apply, teach method may be one of the most effective because here's the thing, Tim. Uh, it's just like you know, the greatest athletes they don't make very good coaches, 
because everything comes so natural to them. They don't know how to start at point A and teach people what they don't know. They don't necessarily know what they don't know. And so sometimes the greatest coaches are the people that really struggled with it. And so they had to learn it step by step. And so then, therefore, they know how to teach it step by step. And that's one of the things that can be good about the learn of how to teach is, uh, you know, you, you you take something that you, you know, you can learn. Like maybe if you're a computer guy, a new language is not that hard if you already know some. And so then you go through that process and it's fresh. Like you said, it's fresh in your mind. That's, that's definitely a, a good approach. Mm. Because it's, 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 you know, to, to take what, what you've said and take it even deeper is because then you can break it down step by step because it is it is fresh. And that's the other thing that you must consider when you're always doing a course, okay, is that you should always, especially with your first course, you should also always target it at the beginner because you, because you want a niche. You, you want to have a very, very specific niche but you don't want to become too specific within that niche, if you know what I mean. So, so if so, if if you were targeting a like I don't know um, meditation, for example, and you're, and you're doing meditation for busy executives or whatever, well, you don't want to take them through advanced breathing techniques, uh, ninja tactics for you know, de-stressing the you know, the busy executive. You want to take them through um, five minute step by step beginner meditation techniques for busy executives right because that that just you're, you're still niching but you you're going at the beginner's level then with your next course you could, you could, you could probably step it up to ninja tactics and then promote back to the people in your in, in your basic beginner's course but within your very specified niche you want to have as big a market as you can so always target the beginner market and then secondly is never ever assume that your information is too basic never assume that you are insulting somebody by telling them how to suck eggs because some people don't know how to suck eggs so you you've got to you know go right back to the basics and step one step two step three and what sounds absolutely ridiculous and ludicrous to you is extremely helpful to somebody who has no idea and who's just starting out. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, is there anything else, Kevin, that you want to um, mention as far as this on, on this authenticity subject? You know, I think we've covered authenticity pretty well. I, uh, I'd be glad to, to, to move on to some questions if you want to ask some questions and uh, however you want to go from here. Yeah, for sure. What what we'll do is we'll we'll open up, we'll we'll unlock this seat. Okay. So if somebody wants to come in and have a chat. Okay, so the seat is open. So please, if you want to jump in and have a chat, you can. Uh if you if you're worried about appearing on camera, you can disable your your webcam. You don't have to come on camera, but you can still come into that seat and and uh, and ask questions live, or you can enter your questions in, in into the question box. As I said, Kevin has been a big help to me because I said I, I was it doesn't matter how long you've been creating courses for. Like I am the first to admit, when it comes to to lights, camera, I'm no good. Action's fine. Once no, once the camera's rolling, I'm I'm good to go. But setting up cameras and setting up lights and everything else, it it, it does my head in, and it and it takes me ages. So Roy's coming in, so Kevin was kind enough to give me some some tips about camera placement and everything else. Hi, Tim. Hey Roy. Hey Roy. Welcome. How are you? It's been a long time. I'm fabulous. Hi Kevin. Hey Roy. Thanks for joining us. 
Yeah, guys, you guys, great topic. That's what made me jump in. Not only the fact that I know Tim and now I'm getting to know you, Kevin. It's just uh, the authenticity word got me right. Why is authenticity mm. in course creation so important? I mean, it sounds like a pretty remedial question. Uh, it sounds like uh, it's common knowledge, but I guess uh, who came up with the uh, with the question or with the title? Was it you, Tim? I'd have to I'd, I'd have to grant that to uh, to Kevin. Oh, I that was ask my, Okay, so my, so my question, ask my guess what that <laughs> My question would be to Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, what were you thinking when you uh, put that particular question up? Because it's it's pretty thought provoking, and uh, from what I've been hearing the both of you say so far, I totally agree with everything. So, how did this thought enter your mind? Was there anything you were reading, thinking about, and uh, just decided, look, this would be make a great blab? Yeah, um, I just saw, <laughs> I've seen some courses that I was uh, uh, wondering why they were courses. So you know. If you, <laughs> If you go on Udemy, I mean, so there, there's just the, the qualities yeah. all over the gamut, you know. And so um, and the same thing with uh, with YouTube. Uh, I, I've, um, I'm kind of new to I'm new to video production. I'm You know, that's totally new to me. Before I did this course, I never made a video of any kind. So I had to watch all these YouTube videos on how to use Adobe Premiere Pro and different things. And, uh, you know, I found people that knew less than I did trying to, to teach these tutorials. And they were like messing up in the middle of the tutorial and starting over and correcting themselves. And and then they still uploaded it to YouTube. <laughs> I was like, hey, why did you upload that? You know, and so uh, and, and yet at the same time, they're selling themselves as uh, as video professionals who are, uh, you know, trying to, to, to market teaching uh, video. And so I, I think there's just a lot of people trying to be something that they're not. And that's short lived at best on, you know, when you talk about these courses, um, you're, you're not going to you're not going to build a, a platform uh, by being by overselling yourself. And, I, you know, one of the things we covered earlier is I think it's really just unnecessary because you got to have some kind of skill or you wouldn't still be alive. I mean, you know, you know stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know things. Kevin's, yeah, Kevin's so, right on. I love so it. So just teach something you actually know. <laughs> you know. So, Kevin, you might you might want to uh, let that person know there should be a little smidgen maybe of passion there too, because if there's just if they're able to actually do it, it's in their wheelhouse of gifting and talent. It comes easy to them. But wouldn't passion have to be a part of that? Something I heard before you answer um, several years ago, but it's so applicable now here on Blab. And I share it every opportunity I get. And uh, the one-liner goes like this. If you don't enjoy meeting people, guess what? People will not enjoy meeting you. And what you're saying is basically what I'm hearing because these people who put this, this junk, let's call it what it is, out on places like you to me and this and that and whatever, because they hear it's like, oh, this is the latest, greatest thing to make money on the Internet, right? Because that's right. what they're after. They're just – they're the 97% who think you can make uh, money and sitting in your underwear in front of the computer. Well, you can, but there's a lot of work and pump priming that goes into that that they're not willing to do. And if they're putting out junk like this, we all know – uh-uh. It's not going to happen for them, and they'll probably barely sell anything. And when they do, they'll want a refund. So – Hello. And I think that's that, that's why authenticity is so great. So you're saying, because I don't know this field, 
I haven't seen these kinds of products, especially on Udemy. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm learning. That's why another thing is why I, I love what Tim does. I love what Mark does. You know, those are my two go-to guys right now for Udemy. So, uh, what, what could you say, uh, you know, would probably be the, the, uh, uh, someone says, I don't know what, what niche to get into. Uh, what is selling well over at uh, at Udemy that you can tell us? Of course, photography is going to be really, really big. Everybody needs to know that. So that's pretty obvious. But what, what would be some of the top two or three, uh, Kevin and Tim, that you would share with us? Because I really would like to know. Well, Udemy make it really easy for you because they actually have a have a have a page on their site called uh, was it top selling courses or top sellers or something or other, which which actually well actually it's it's, it's top. I'll, I'll find I'll find it for you, Roy, and I'll I'll tell you. Yeah, that sounds you, like but that's the answer right there. Nice. Um, but but usually anything to do with marketing, so social media marketing and programming languages are pretty hot um, from from what I from what I've seen. Can I can I just mention something too about about the problem? With 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 all this sort of stuff hitting hitting Udemy and and the ripple effect that it has now, Udemy is a is, is a great place for beginners to get onto because they've got to go through a validation process. So 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 their courses have to be reviewed for quality for audio and video quality. But Udemy cannot possibly have so many topic experts there to actually uh, validate content quality. So so. You might you might have a beautifully produced video with fantastic audio, and the content is rubbish. And the other thing they're fighting with is a lot of PLR stuff happening. But what but what but what you're saying is is, is really really true, Roy. Is that a lot of people are seeing Udemy as the next big thing where they can just throw some some, some something together in an afternoon, right, and throw it up on Udemy, and they're going to make millions of dollars. And nothing can be further from the truth. But the ripple effect from that is that it fills the marketplace with rubbish. It gives the prospective students a bad experience because now they've got to sift through the the coal to get to the diamonds. And so it really puts a, a, a skilled uh, instructor in a, you know, in a, in a, in a grotty marketplace, and and it's just getting it's just getting worse. What do you think about that, Kevin? Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I do, and I think uh, I think the problem, Roy, with the question that you asked is the whole thing with passion, because you said you know what's 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 hot, what's selling, what's the niche. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter unless you're an IT guy uh, or really seriously about wanting to become one, because it's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of work to produce the course and it's a lot of work to maintain it. It's a lot of work to market it. So to follow up on what you said, if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to follow through uh, long term. And so I, I think it's more important to look at what skills you have or you're interested in learning and then kind of go. And then, then maybe you, know, you check and see if there's a niche. But, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't think anybody w- wants to learn a new programming language just so they can teach it unless they're already gifted toward it and that's their deal you know it's just too much too mm-hmm. too much work you're not going to be you're not going to be passionate about it and i think one of the things that we're seeing with udemy is you need multiple courses to be successful and so um and and the reason is uh, so for example you know i came on with my first course a month ago so i had you know no base nobody on udemy knows me 
nobody on the internet knows that I do photography. You know, I got customers who are local that buy stuff, but they're not interested in learning how to do it, you know? So I didn't, so I have any kind of a base. And so I started off, um, you know, from scratch. So, you know, uh, no, no real base. And so, um, still sold, you know, a few courses and I, I was real pleased with how the first month went, but mm-hmm. as I add more photography courses, you see all those people have taken previous courses that have been real happy and I've got extraordinary reviews, you know, so far. So I know that people are very happy with the course. Um, mm. so I know that those are going to be future, you know, customers. And then I just started my marketing with, uh, you know, um, a blog and uh, Twitter where I'm constantly putting out free information. I got a YouTube channel that I just started and we're putting free videos there. And so all that's going to be building a base so that when I come out with other courses, uh, it won't be like this first one. Uh, I'll have, uh, you know, I have uh, customers right away. And have an yeah, you have audience. And of course, you're not going to be wanting to do that with something you're not passionate about. And so that's mm-hmm. so that's to, to follow up on Roy's question there about the niche and passion. I think it's, it's really important to make sure you're doing something that you really want to do, that you that you love talking about or enjoy. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, and I'd like to welcome everybody who's who's sort of come on to the call as as we've gone through and invite you into the hot seat or to ask a question. Uh, we're, we're here to to help you. Uh, you don't really have to stay on topic per se. If you've got any question about online course creation, marketing, any course about photography, setting up cameras, uh, no, please take advantage of Kevin's knowledge. While we're waiting for, for questions to come in, we'll just talk about uh, like the basics of niche, of niche selection. And obviously, well, I've got a, I was putting a course together for Black Friday and um, then I just, I'll, you know, and this, and, and this, and this comes to authenticity, Kevin, like I was under the pump. I, I have, uh, I have construction happening where I'm living. It's very noisy. The, I wasn't happy with the flow of the lectures and at the, at the end, like halfway, well, not at the end, but halfway through, I just felt like it was a patchwork quilt. I personally wasn't happy with the quality. I pulled the pin. I haven't, I didn't actually put a course in for Black Friday because it was you know, my what my my offering wasn't up to my standard, if you know what I mean. And that's another sometimes don't don't march to somebody else's drum and don't rush a course to market on somebody else's you no know, on somebody else's terms. So you know? yeah. be also be authentic to yourself and, and and have your own quality controls. Now having said that, so 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 part of so part of this course that I'm putting together because it's, it's called ideas that sell. So it's all about topic selection and market re- and, and, and market research. And, and it's, and it's done in three steps. And I'll just take you through it very quickly because I don't care whether you buy the course or not. I'll still give you the information, right? Number one is obviously identifying a topic and, and, and to do that, we do a list. Number two is then we do market research to find out whether there's actually an audience, whether there's a hungry audience, whether that audience is willing to pay for information or whether they're happy to consume free information. And the third step is to get into the mind of your prospective customer to find out the questions they're asking and so that when you're actually designing your course curriculum and putting your information together, you're actually answering questions. And when you and when you go through this process, what you find is that your course actually markets itself because if you go through search engines and everything else, find out questions that people are asking and then you incorporate those questions into your course and then you say in this course we're answering this question, this question, this question. You even name your section titles and your lecture titles to the questions in the search engine and as long as, and, and, and as, long as the content 
matches the label and you're actually delivering, then your course will market itself. So let's look at step one in, in topic selection. And step one in topic selection is making a list. And actually what it is, it's making three lists. List number one, what are you good at? What skills do you have which you believe you have enough knowledge and expertise to teach? Step, uh, list number two, what are you passionate about? What do you love? Now, you don't, don't just put stuff on there that you know that you can teach. Just what do you love? Right. Passion. And then you, yeah. So, 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 so it's the passion list. And then you look for any cross. Uh, so, so, so then you cross match your, what am I good at with what do I love? Right. List number three, go to your friends and family and ask them, what am I good at? What skills do I have that you believe other people would like to know? And then you cross match. And that gives you a starting point. Now, you probably want, um, three or you, you probably want to end up with three or four to start doing your research with because you now maybe your first thought isn't there there isn't a hungry market there so and that's and that's that's rule number two is don't get emotionally attached to an idea whether it, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea just don't have any emotion attached to that because if you, you know if if you go through the process and you and, and you find that uh, well idea number two is has appears to have more interest than than idea number one but i really love idea number one so i'm, I'm going to do it anyway you know you, you're going to be wasting some time yeah we got a pretty good comment and here Kevin, Sam. it looks like uh, jody says uh, feedback is also important to keep you true to your path i think that's that's true uh, mm. feedback will uh, uh is a place where you can definitely get called out if you're not authentic or you know, obviously quality and um you know, that's, that's one area where um, authenticity and quality kind of work together because those those uh, five star and four star reviews are golden. I mean, that's uh, uh, it's cash in the bank, because what do we do when we try to sift through all this stuff today? You know, whether you're buying books or anything, courses, I mean, you read the reviews. So once you get a bunch of five star reviews or five and four star, um, that's that's a. Uh, that, that's really going to help you sell that course and even future courses. And so, uh, mm. so great, great comment there, Jody. Absolutely. And what's even nicer is when, is when you get those non-solicited Wi-Fi's. And, and, and what I mean by that is that you, you actually haven't gone out and asked your, your students, now, can you please leave me a review if you enjoyed that? And, uh, and you get up in the morning and you, and you turn your computer on and it says, um, Joe Blow has just left you a review and you're going, Ooh, no, should I, should I have a look? Yeah, what sort yeah. of reviews are going to be? Yeah, I want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you open up and you say, it's a five star review and they're, and they're writing all this glowing stuff about you and you go, wow, that's, and, and, and that has come purely from their experience from your course. You know, that's, and it, 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 it keeps you on track. It, 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 it really shows you where you're hitting and missing as well. And, and as an instructor, we're not perfect. We're just humans. And we've got to go on and we've got to improve ourselves. And I said, I've just gone off and I don't know, I don't even want to think about how much money I've spent in the last month on courses. I've, 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 I've bought into uh, Ray Edwards' copywriting course and I've bought into Eben Pagan's di no, digital blueprint course. Di no. So up there, we're probably talking about 3000 US dollars. I said, and that's, and, and, and that, that's the education I'm getting to make my courses better and to bring 
information to you guys. So where, where I'm out spending $3,000 to learn this, I'm giving it to you guys for, for free. Why? It's called passion. And, I, and, 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 and my passion is helping people. So I want to see you guys, uh, if, if creating online courses or information products and, and educating people is your love and some, some, something you want to do, then I want to help you get there. So that's what it all comes down to. That's what this podcast is all about. Kevin, you got any more? Uh, how about how just how about some some quick tips on um, if you because we're saying like when you when when you're first starting out creating an online course, you don't want to go out and have spend a lot of money getting equipment because you know you, you know you might find that it's not for you in the end or or whatever else. So it's always sort of good to sort of start with what you what you've got if you can, and with the with the quality of cameras these days like i use a, a samsung s6 uh the quality of cameras on phones these days if you've got good lighting because you've got to I've, I've learned all about you know the you know, the lighting and the and the size of the lens and obviously the size of the lens on a, on a, on a mobile phone isn't great especially when you're using the front camera as opposed to the back camera so you, you obviously need some good good lighting but the uh you, know, you can you can you know, record 4k is it, 4, is it called 4k yeah, or something 4K, or other? Yeah video off your you know, off your phone but <clears throat> because of the because of the wide angle lens on the on, on the phone there are things to take into consideration do you know just want to sort of because this because this is uh, like some very important information and help that that kevin gave me yeah. uh, and and it and it, and it changed it, it changed the way i set up my you know, my my camera so kevin do you want to sort of go into that yeah absolutely so i think clearly the best way to get started today is with a phone I mean, if you already have a smartphone, don't go buy a smartphone, but if you already have a smartphone, um, unless it's really old, it's going to have a sufficient camera. And uh, the latest smartphones have a you know more than sufficient camera. And so uh, the phone is definitely the way to go. And one of the key things is audio. I think people will forgive a lot in your course, but they won't forgive audio that they have trouble hearing. So I, I personally think by reading a lot of reviews and everything that I've seen, that the number one factor to consider is your audio. You want to make sure people can hear clearly. And so it's not going to work to, uh, you got a, you got a lapel there, don't you? It's not going to work yeah. to use the microphone on your phone. It's just not going to be, the quality is not going to be there. It's not going to work. So uh, there, fortunately there, there's a very inexpensive options. Uh, I use a lapel mic that costs $25 off Amazon. I get, I get excellent, uh, quality with that. And, um, I don't have a link right now that I could, I could supply a link later. I don't know how that works. If we can get a link to people later, if they're interested in the mic that I use, but, uh, well, yeah. If you, if you email me links for your course and for the mic, yeah. I'll, I'll put that into the show notes. I've actually got a link here too. Okay. I use a, um, I use a road smart lev, uh, lavalier. It's, it's probably a little bit. $5, I think. For, yeah. for smart lab. What I what I like about the road smart lab is it's, it's a broadcast quality because as I said I've got I've got construction around yeah. me. So it's a cardioid like a like like a broadcast cardioid mic. Yep. And what and what cardioid means is that it's pickup. So like if you have the lapel sitting on your collar, it's pickup is, is like this. So if you so if you've got people sort of bashing and crashing out there or door slamming here, the the chance of it actually coming through on your on your audio are very, very low. But what I do then is I've got so I use I use this phone, this phone to 
to do my video on, and I've used this phone, an S4, with a with 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 a proper audio app, so where where it can actually adjust audio levels. And I and I plug the 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 Rode Smart Lab straight into this, and then I you know, when I hit record button, I I give a clap, and so so the audio track is recorded separately to the video track, and then when we come into the video editing, we line up the clap to get the to get the audio, and it's it's beautiful. I, yeah. Some, sometimes I might put the audio through uh, through Audacity as well. It just depends on. Yeah. But there, but there's a link in there for the uh, Rode Smart Lab anyway. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Um, most phones now have uh, it's called a TRS jack, where there there's four poles on the on the on the plug, and one of those is from for microphone. So you can buy a lapel mic, which is what that Smart Lab is. And uh, the one that I use is a cheaper, it's an omnidirectional. So it's not, and what that means is, you know, it, it picks up everything as opposed to picking up unidirectional. So um, it, it's just as good if you have a controlled environment, but if you're like outside, you can pick up background noise and stuff. And, and I just bought it because I wasn't sure if this was going to even work out for me. It's my first course. So, uh, so for $25, it works, it works really well. And I, and I did, I did buy a 299 app to adjust the uh, the volumes. You know, like you said, I do the same exact thing. I use uh, Adobe Premiere Pro for the video editing, and one of the things about that, if you have access to that program, is it will automatically sync the audio and video for you, so you don't have to manually line up your clap. and uh, And it does the same thing. You know, I, I show you know, I get ready to film, I do the do the clap, and then it, it automatically lines it up for me though. I don't have to do that. And so, so that nice. works pretty nice, but yeah. And, and what's, and what, what software was That's that? Adobe, Adobe Premiere. Premiere Pro. Okay. I have a, have a look yeah, at that and as I, well. I'm not a video That's guy. Cool. So that's the only software that I've used. I don't know about the others. So some people may say others do it better or whatever. I don't know, but uh, that's just the software that I had access to. And so I, so I use that and it, it automatically syncs, syncs for you. So if you want to get started, then, you know, your phone and uh, the uh, uh, inexpensive lapel mic that you can plug into the phone. And then um, sometimes I record separately, but also I think for like $10, I bought a 15 foot extension cord so that I can plug my lapel in to the phone I'm recording with and still have space to be back from it. And so, um, so sometimes I'm able to do that. Yeah, there you go. You got the same thing. Yeah. So and then uh, on, on lighting, because I'm a photographer, I already had some lights. I had some continuous lights. But then I got ready to do some green screen video. Uh, the next course I'm working on, I'm using green screen. And I found a, uh, a YouTube tutorial. Yeah, there you go. there's your green screen. It looks like chalkboard almost. Uh, so um, using green screen. And so I needed another set of lights because I need lights on me. Plus, I need lights on the green screen. And so what I did was uh, I found a YouTube tutorial how to build bank lights with uh, basically shop lights from Lowe's. And so they work extremely nice. well and uh, they're not cheap because just the fluorescent bulbs are expensive. I, I think I spent about $150 the time I bought the bulbs. I spent almost as much on the bulbs as I did the, the fixture and everything, but they work really, really well. And, uh, and not only do they work well as far as lighting, but I don't know what kind of metal those things are made out of, but they can burn for two hours and they're still cold to the touch. And so when you're mm. in an enclosed environment, you may not think about That's that, but heat cool. is a big deal. You start getting light everywhere. Mm. It can get hot. 
And not only can you be uncomfortable, it can be a hazard, you know, if he's too close to furniture or whatever. So anyway, and I'd be glad to, to shoot you a link for that YouTube video. It takes you step by step through how I built those lights. But so that's, so that's, yeah. so that's my setup. And then now, um, uh, so we were talking about DSLR um, earlier. I started out recording with the phone and then I bought uh, another DSLR that had video capability. And uh, I bought the, uh, the Canon Rebel T5. And so the, the Rebel obviously is the entry level DSLR line for Canon. And so I bought uh, I bought it used, but it was it was basically in brand new condition for two hundred and fifty dollars, and it's used high definition video, and so uh, mm. so that that was a that was a good way to go. And then uh, also Tim, you know the uh, the T three I, which is an older uh, Canon Rebel, still does high definition video. Uh, it's, oh really? Yeah, and you know you can get that for even cheaper. And uh, it also has the, the T3i has an external mic jack. So uh, if you at some point want to invest in like a Rode uh, mic, you can plug that in to your to the T3i. And so for, you know, way, way less than a thousand dollars, you can have something that's suitable. Now, it doesn't shoot in 4K. And a lot of people have said, well, 4K seems like it's uh, a waste. It's more than you need. Okay, so that is true as far as we're not going to we're not going to broadcast in 4K. But here's one of the things that people don't think about: if you shoot in 4K, then you have extremely high resolution. Then you can crop it, and the advantage of cropping is that with one camera you, in your post production editing software, you can zoom in, you can zoom out, and you can cut to different angles. And so, with just one camera, you can make it look like you shot with more than one camera. And, and with zooming in and zooming out. Uh, you can make it look like you were shooting with a very, you know, high high end uh, professional video camera versus a, a DSLR. And so that's one of the reasons. And you can do that with your phone. You don't have, to have a DSLR to do that. You know, your phone shoots 4K video. And so if you shoot in 4K, then you've got uh, plenty of resolution to 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 clip part of that. And that clipping will still be a high def because you started out with ultra high def. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, exactly, and and that's exactly what I do. After your advice, is now I, I've, I've got I've got my phone set on a tripod pod further back. I shoot in four K, and and I and I, I, I crop it, and then I enlarge it, and uh, it it all works very nicely. Yeah, so. yeah. One of the things that I, and you were talking about help with you earlier. Um, I had taken some of Tim's a uh, couple of Tim's courses, and so I knew what he looked like. And so I took another course and I was like, whoa, that's, that doesn't look like Tim. Uh, his uh, chin and nose are really big. And so I, I knew immediately what had happened. You got too close to a wide angle lens and uh, it, it'll, it'll distort you. And so, uh, so anyway, I sent him a message and said, hey, man, you, you need to step back from the camera just a little bit. And so uh, anyway, yeah. I, hopefully that, that helped out. Absolutely. No, it did. And, so, and, and, and that's the sort of, you know, sometimes – Constructive criticism is is just as important as a five star review, and I'll never I'll never leave a one star public uh, review because I'm 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 an instructor. I just don't. Sometimes I don't think they're very constructive. I just think they're just bitchy, right? But I will do the same sort of thing. I I, I will privately message an instructor and go, look, I think there's a little bit of a, a problem here. Now you can either you know, take what I say or leave what I say, but no, this is no, this is my opinion, but you know, this sort of helped too. And uh, uh, now, now, when somebody you know, comes to you and says, "No, look, you're sending too, you no, know, too 
close to camera and this is happening, this is happening. Take the time to thank them you know, for taking the time because they've taken as much care and concern to actually write to you and say, this is an issue and this is how you fix it. Then somebody leaving a five-star review out there for everybody to see. And, and that, and that one piece of advice then goes on and it changes your entire uh, approach to you know, the video and the rest of your courses and, and obviously increases the quality of if, if everything else you produce. So, yeah, absolutely you know, golden information and saying I, I, I never, I always, you know, if, if people come back with, you know, with some, some criticism in a constructive way, I always take it on board and I, and I look at it and I thank them. And that's, I think as instructors, we should always do that and, and, and not get our, our feelings hurt and, and everything else. Yeah. And I, was, I just want to say too. Yeah. I wasn't trying to be negative anyway. I was trying to be helpful. No. Nah. And you know, and that's, that's part of the thing is uh, uh, I heard another instructor say this and I thought it was so true that, you know, rising tide lifts all ships. And that's why in an environment like you, I, mean, I think it's important for us to help each other, you know, and uh, cooperate. Mm. Um, yeah, the I was just want to talk about plugging that 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 smart lab straight into your phone. I did do that initially. I when I, when, when I first that's that's why I've got the extension cord and I, and I plugged it straight into the um, S six. But I had no volume control when I was videoing, and I found that the, the actual volume control was too high. It was actually pinging and 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 redlining. Yeah, and uh, so so that's so that, that that's why I had to then turn around and and, and do, do do it separately to put it through a, a proper audio uh, control program to get the levels right and to shoot shoot with a separate audio track, which I think, quite frankly, if you, you know, if you're looking for good audio, is is probably the best way to go anyway. Yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. That's I mean, that's, I do the same thing, Tim. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Is there anybody else? Is any, anybody else got any questions? We've come up to the hour. So, does anybody else have a question for Kevin or myself? Hello. Hey, Danielle. Hey, thanks for all the information. I have a question for you. I actually have not done, um, I would say, video tutorial kind of classes, courses online, and I'm interested in doing that. I create videos of snippets of different topics, but it's not in like a course setting. So mm -hmm. what would you recommend for a newbie person who wants to get their feet wet? Like what program would you recommend? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, as far as like, uh, are you talking about a program for learning course creation or a program yeah. for editing video or learning course creation? Okay. Learning course creation. Um, you know, Tim, uh, did, we, did we lose Tim? Looks like it. Looks like we lost him. So I, I took yeah. Alan Hill's course on course creation. Uh -huh. uh, it's a four-hour course. Uh, Alan has been very successful on Udemy. And Alan is a retired journalist. So right. he is very good with uh, – he's very good on camera and he's very good organizing. And so his course was organized very, very well. And so I followed the direction in his course and uh, – oh, hello. Okay. All right. Hey, okay. Tim. Hey. Tim's back now. <laughs> Man, I was, I was trying to pass that over to you because I was thinking. Oh, no, it's terrible, isn't it? Stupid. But I, yeah, <laughs> it's in beta. But I, wasn't sure. I, uh, I hope you don't mind. I mentioned Alan Hill's course on course That's page. cool. Yeah, and, no, I've, I've, you I think I've tell, tell about stuff. your course. I've done a bit of Alan Hill stuff as well. My course uh, is basically a interview. So, 
what I did is I I I corralled some six figure uh, income earners from from Udemy. So so the the idea was that they had to be earning at least six figures a year or more, and I just took them through a whole heap of questions about how they went about it. And so uh-huh. it's, it's from start to finish. And I've I've had some good reviews about it. It's it. We don't go into the technical side of this is how you uh, edit a video. This is how how you uh-huh. do this because obviously it's that that there's there's plenty of courses yeah. on that on that subject. But Definitely. what we do. Um, so I, I put a I put a, a discount code in in the sidebar there for okay. It. But what it does is it's a they're about forty five to one hour interviews. There's three of them plus there's some other information coming through from uh, from from the podcast, uh-huh. and it just it, and it just talks about can anybody create a course? How like you know think, thinking about topic selection, putting courses together, like the like like how you approach structuring your course how you promote uh-huh. your course and that sort of stuff so so it's, it's more like a an overview but just saying how how did these ordinary people turn around and create these courses and ultimately start making six figures yeah a year okay and uh, awesome. and in, in in a very in in the very near future i've got another uh, at the end of the month actually i'll be interviewing uh philip ebner and um he He's now full time. He that's just all he does. He just creates courses now, and he makes about thirteen thousand US a month through his Udemy <laughs> course sales. So I'll be, I'll be. He's he's one of the guys I interviewed as part of that course, but now I'll, I'll, I'll be bringing him on because he gave so much information about all the other aspects that mm-hmm. so we didn't get to talk about promotion. So I've yeah. got him coming on at the end of the month to talk about promotion. So awesome. that's that's something for you. So Udemy, you think that that's user friendly for someone who's new to kind of establishing courses? Yeah, I believe I believe Udemy is is probably the best place to start for somebody that's new. They sort of lay it all out for you. And um, have we left? Is Kevin coming back at some stage? They um, yeah, Udemy. It's 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 follow your nose. They actually have a free. Well, that's it. Like even Udemy have got a free how to create a, a course course. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you can go through that. That's, that's probably a good thing to go through. And it, it, the other good thing to go through before you create a course is go through the Udemy terms, like like the, the Udemy policies course, okay. just to make sure that you're not breaching any of their their terms and conditions that can get you booted off the system. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what's happening with Kevin? Is Kevin okay? I'm back now. Yay! Sorry, man. Thanks for the information. I'm trying to get back. Yeah, it's blab. Yeah, you've got to watch that. No, no, that blab. Like it, like it isn't. Like it's a fantastic (laughs) platform, but it is in beta, and it can, it can, Mm -hmm. uh, it can hurt us. And just talking about blab. uh, Thursday next week, I'm talking with uh, Janet. We're talking about a a different aspect of of course creation and and, or or course promotion. That that is actually creating and promoting courses to businesses, not to individuals. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Like say, if you're in the health industry and you create a create a course, and you're actually going to be working directly with an association and and, and selling business to business instead of business to customer, mm-hmm. so we'll be we'll be doing that. But 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 has, okay. has has that helped you? Yes, it has. Thank you, thank you for the information. Yeah, okay. yeah you're take welcome. Care. Yeah, and I think before you go, um, uh-huh. you know, one of the things you can do is Udemy has a a, a private Facebook group for instructors. It's called Udemy. Okay. Studio. And uh, if you, you join the studio, then a, a lot of people share uh, coupons for their course for feedback and help. 
And one of the things that helped me more than anything was looking at different people's courses and seeing how they were structured. Mm-hmm. And that, that really helped me know how to lay out a course and, and, and how to, how to present it. And so that's, that's really helpful. And uh, I was trying to respond, but I couldn't, I couldn't get reconnected, but Tim's course that he's talking about, uh, this is one of the first courses I was, well, I think it may have the second course I took. That's a really inspirational course. That's what convinced okay. me to, to, uh, to teach on Udemy. Um, uh-huh. And so that, that's a, that's a really good course. Okay. Thanks. Well, thanks for the information. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. Okay. I think we're, um, I think, I think we might be, be done. I, I do apologize for the technical difficulties. Both the hosts got booted at different times, which is always, it's always fun. Like it's, it's always an adventure coming onto Blab. It's a great platform. It's a, it's, it's a great place to share. It's a great place to have a conversation. It's a great place to learn, but sometimes it can just be a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit hairy. So you, so you're always in for a ride. Kevin, I'd like to thank you for coming on today and sharing so much information. The, uh, the topic was, uh, was a very important topic because I think we've really got to sort of sit back and, and have a look at what what content is going to be posted to you know, regardless with, you know, whether you're going to you to me like it, at the end of the day it, it's you and it's your it's your reputation at stake and it's all but it's also having respect for other people out there and as as Kevin has probably done and as, as we have all done probably done a half an hour course or, or, or a 45 minute course and you and, and you've walked away from it really really disappointed and and, and feeling that you've actually that's that's like half an hour or three quarters of an hour of your life you'll never get back and you you haven't got anything for it so yeah being authentic you know making sure that what's on the label um, is inside the can and um yeah but but thank you so much kevin is there anything that you want to close with uh that's it man um and so um Links, you said we can. You're going to put those in the program notes. I don't. I don't know how that works. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, so, so, well, you you did. No, you just email me because because when I when I because tomorrow I'm going to type up the show notes and, and put it onto the actual podcast site. So put on onto eCourse Domination. Um, so if you go to eCourse Domination, what happens there is you'll find all the all the past episodes, but also show notes. So we actually type out like a like a, a summary or an overview of what the what was contained in the interview and if there's and if, if if the guest is sharing a course coupon that course coupon is also available at the on you know on the show notes as well as to any links and, and resources so 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 if kevin shares no links to youtube videos or to to amazon you know, showing cameras and that sort of stuff all those all those links will be on the show notes all those resources there and that's at ecoursedomination.com but i should so put it the link from our course again if anyone wants to check that out and uh, uh if it's okay i'm gonna share the link from my blog mm-hmm. yep for Thanks. sure you put it all in because saying like this this is i say That's if you want to go, free. there's a lot of information there yep if you want to contact kevin no, no these are these are the ways to uh i said i highly recommend uh kevin's course if you are uh, interested in, in photography not even if you're just in, interested in sports photography but in photography in general because as i said i'll I walked in there with with no idea at all about. I didn't know one one end of a camera from another, and uh, it was it was very easy to follow. I think I think I got all my quiz questions right, and um, and and but once again, more importantly, Kevin shares some some affordable entry level options to to get your equipment. So, yeah. thank you, thank you, Kevin. Been marvelous talking with you, and thank you everybody who who. Uh, who attended, who asked questions, who jumped in the hot seat, because this is why we do our interviews on Blab, because 
we want the interaction. This is a conversation and uh, we really enjoy engaging and interacting with you as well. So once again, Thursday next week, that's 3 p.m. PST or 9 a.m. Friday morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time, I'll be doing another blab on how to partner with professional associations in selling your courses. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Kevin. And we'll see you all in the very near future. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed the content of that episode and understand why it is so important to be authentic and not to get tied up with trying to create a course on rocket science, that sometimes it's just the simple things in life that people need a hand with. And also, always remember that you're not teaching to people who are at the same level as you. You are helping people get on their way. People who have only just discovered that they have a need. They've only just discovered they've got this problem and they have no idea on how to get started. So you're going to start with the very, very basics. And by doing that, by sharing your skills and experience and being true to yourself, you will be authentic in your course creation and course design and marketing. Once again, the show notes for this particular episode are at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 31. That's the numbers three and one. And there you will find all the links and resources that we mentioned in this episode, a discount coupon to Kevin's course, discount coupons to my courses and other links and resources that you'll find most useful. So that's ecoursedomination.com forward slash 31. And if you really like the show, if you find it valuable, if you believe it is helping you on your path to becoming an online course creator, please pop over to iTunes and leave an honest rating and review because not only do your reviews bring a smile to my face, but they also help to rate the show and get the show out in front of others who are on the same path, who are wanting to start on the same path as us. And the more people that we can help, the more valuable information we can bring to those who wish to learn. So yeah, if you could take the time to leave a review, I would really appreciate it. If you leave me a five-star review, I'll actually give you a shout-out on the show, but you'll have to send me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com and tell me what country you're in and let me know that you've left a review and I'll give you a shout-out. Okay, and lastly, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. It really does mean a lot to me. I know we are busy. We live in a busy world and there are so many things fighting for our attention. There are so many distractions, so much to do. So the fact that you take the time and listen to my podcast, it really does mean the world to me. And I truly and honestly do hope that you are finding benefit and value and it is helping you along your way to becoming a successful online course creator and until next time you take care